Hey everyone, this is Miss Akimoto with your next chapter of Threads. So yesterday we find out, found out how Yuming had been kidnapped. Um, she had gone to Shanghai looking for her brother and Mr. Zhang had kidnapped her and forced her to um, go to the factory. So that's how she got in her situation. Let's see what happens next. This is chapter 6, July 1st, Evanston, Illinois, Clara. I follow dad into the kitchen. It's just as hot inside as it is outside, maybe even hotter. The windows are open, but there's no breeze blowing through, so I turn on the metal fan in the corner and stand in front of it. It clicks and creaks and stuffy air rushes around me. Dad was quiet the whole way home, chewing on the inside of his cheek like he does when he's thinking, or like he did when he listened to the doctors in the hallway outside of Lola's hospital room. I swear that fan makes it even hotter in here, he mumbles, walking across the kitchen and standing next to me anyway. He rubs the stubble on his chin. Then he takes the papers out of his shirt pocket and reads Yuming's note again. Sweat runs down my back and it's hard to breathe this humid air. I wonder if this is how Lola felt when she was trapped under piles of blankets in the hospital, trapped by her poisonous blood. I wish I could just get out, Lola had said to me once, her eyes closed when it was almost the end. Dad was sleeping in the chair in the corner of the hospital room, and Mom was whispering with a nurse in the hallway. What do you mean? I'd asked, trying not to cry. I imagined lifting her tiny body into the wheelchair by the door and racing her down the hallway when nobody was looking. I pictured the hospital wall in front of us crumbling and a magical world appearing, a magical world where nobody good ever died. The land would be Shanghai and Evanston all at once. Mom and Dad would be there, and Lola's birth mother, too, because without her, my sister would have never existed. I mean, get out of this, Lola had said, raking her arm with her flaky fingernails. Get out of this body. I'm trapped. Then she went to sleep. I tried to forget about what she'd said as I watched the white scratch lines on her skin fade away. Imagine, 22 children trapped in a factory, Dad says now, sitting down at the kitchen table. So what are we going to do? I ask, shaking off the memory. I envision a giant room like the cafeteria at school, lined with rows and rows of sewing machines on desks, a young kid hunched in front of each one. In my mind, all the girls have the same long, dark, silky hair that Lola had. The thought makes me feel panicky. The note was written six weeks ago. Dad is still rubbing his chin, thinking. Dad, what should we do? I ask again. If this Mr. Zhang kidnapped all these kids, they must be in constant danger. Dad chews the inside of his cheek. Dad, I say firmly. He looks at me. We better call the police. I pull my phone out of my pocket. Or the Chinese consulate, he asks, as though he's talking to himself. Actually, I think the consulate. Um, so a consulate is a building that belongs to a different country than the one it's in. So um, if you go to, uh, for example, I went on a trip to Poland and when I was in um, Krakow, we actually walked by the United States consulate. So if I was in Poland and I needed help, I could go to the United States consulate. Um, they also have embassies. Those are bigger buildings. But I could go to that building and get help from my country. And different countries have them in the United States as well. So there are Chinese consulates in the United States where if you are a Chinese citizen, 
you can go and get help there. You can also go there if you want to like travel to China and you need a visa um, or you need paperwork to go there. So that's what a consulate is. So the dad saying maybe we should call the Chinese consulate because they're the representative of China in America. Okay. I open the laptop that's on the kitchen table, slide it in front of him, and watch him Google Chinese Consulate Chicago. How do you know which office to call? I ask, my leg jiggling as he scrolls through a list of names and phone numbers. I mean, will someone take care of this right away? Oh, I'm sure, Dad says absently, squinting at the screen. I know he's not saying more because of the black hole. Sometimes I can tell that it tries to suffocate him and Mom just like it tries to suffocate me. So... Clara keeps referring to this black hole. It's not a real black hole like up in space trying to swallow them. The black hole kind of refers to her feelings of grief at her sister's loss and that that feeling of loss that she's going through. So that's what she means by the black hole. It's that feeling of emptiness um, and sadness because her sister has passed away. Honey, have you seen my reading glasses? I go to dad's briefcase, pull out his brown eyeglasses case and hand it to him. When I sit back down, he squeezes my knee for a second, so I'll stop bouncing it. He puts on his glasses, and I think immediately of how once Lola relapsed, he and Mom spent hours every night sitting at the kitchen table researching acute lymphoblastic leukemia. They talk about chemotherapy, side effects, this this option, this procedure. Their voices were sometimes soft and whispery but usually loud and frantic as they argued about the risks and options and what was worth a try. Gosh, that's really funny that Clara mentions risks and options because that's what Yu Ming always does. She weighs the risks involved in any decision she's going to make. Interesting parallel there. Once in a screaming fit, mom threw a chair at the wall. This is not fair, she had cried, jolting me in my bed upstairs. I looked at the dent in the pale yellow paint next to the window as dad picks up his cell phone and starts to dial. I Google China factory on my phone. He puts his on speaker and rubs the balding head as he waits on hold. I scroll through the images of factories that come up. None is pink. I read Yuming's note again. The middle of May. To whom it may concern. Please, we need help. There's a pale pink factory a few hours outside of Beijing, somewhere in the Hebei province. 22 children in here, young boys and girls, trapped, working day and night on purses, hardly food or rest. Please, if you could help us. I am 13. We've been kidnapped by Mr. Zhang and I have no family to help me. He pays off police. Do not call police. Please help. Yu Ming Nian Tu. And that is the end of this part. We will read the second half of this chapter tomorrow. Come back to find out what Clara and her dad do to help you, Ming.